Welcome back to this episode of the Deep Penetration Podcast. In case you don't know who I am, my name is Danny and I'm a love and self-esteem coach that works with the LGBTQ plus community. Um, I work a lot with gay and bisexual men who are struggling with self-esteem and self-identity and self-acceptance and who are really just trying to cultivate healthy, long-term, sustainable relationships. So if this is you, then you know, you've come to the right place. And I hope that I can provide you with resources and tools that you can utilize and you can apply uh, to your life whenever you listen to one of these podcasts or watch a YouTube video. If this is your first time visiting, please make sure you are subscribing wherever you are listening or watching from. So whether that's Spotify, uh, YouTube, wherever, right? Uh, because that allows me to continue to do what it is that I'm doing and have these conversations with you guys. You know, for me, I think that a lot of these topics are are necessary so that we can unpack a lot of common misconceptions and stereotypes that we have within the community. So what is the episode for today? So we are talking about uh, singledom, right? And why it is that you are potentially still single. So the title for the episode is How Your Mindset is Keeping you single. You know, as a love and self-esteem coach, I have, I kind of feel like I've pretty much seen it all. Um, and throughout my years of working with people who are in love, who are searching for love, or even recovering from love, there is always this kind of universal string that collectively ties everybody together. And that is mindset. You know, the the way in which you perceive the world directly impacts your experience within that world. So let me give you an example. You and I can go to the exact same restaurant at the same time, have the same wait staff, the same chef, and order the same dish, yet we can have a completely different experience. Why? Life and the way that we navigate it is subjective, right? Your experiences in life have resulted in you having specific preferences, tastes, expectations, needs. So when you are dating and you aren't having any luck, but everybody else around you is finding Mr. Right or in a relationship, it can be really, really disheartening. So we have to ask ourselves the question, why? Is it really everyone else or is it your views on dating, right? Have your previous experiences resulted in you adopting this pessimistic mindset? Because mindset is everything in the world of dating. It's possible that your defenses are all the way up and you're either unaware or you are painfully aware of it. You know, I'm not saying that that dating is not hard because it is. And there are a lot of people out there that are not intentional daters and are not looking for a commitment but pretend to be. Trust me, I know I have been there. But that being said, recognizing the red flags and sharpening your discernment is what I work with my clients on all the time. And the earlier you're able to read the bullshit, the less likely you are to be disappointed. And therefore, you won't become so jaded. You know, it's also about balance. Everything in life, for me anyways, 
is about balance. So what do I mean by that? You also don't want to run when the first issue pops up, right? I mean, I guess that's also depending on what the issue is. Um, if it's a very serious issue, then that's a completely different story. But, you know, I'm talking about like minor inconveniences or, or certain personality quirks you may not be necessarily the biggest fan of, or maybe they're not like, you know, top tier level communicator, but they still communicate their feelings and they're still expressive and all of those things, you know? I think we also have to take a step back and really look at our own personal expectations and the things that we expect out of a relationship. Are they realistic? Or are those expectations set too high? Is the standard too high? And is the standard set that high for a reason, right? Are you utilizing that as a protective mechanism, as a defense mechanism? Relationships take work, compromise, patience. To, to develop and grow a connection. And I know it sounds like it's <laughs> more work and more energy than you might want to give it, but that's the reality. Dating takes work. Now, that being said, it should also be fun. You know, the the excitement of of meeting somebody for for the first time, getting to to know them, connecting, all of that stuff is is what makes the experience worth it, right? So if you are finding it to be like a chore or just like something else on your checklist that you have to do and you just loathe the experience, let's try to explore some reasons why. You know, it may also just be that you just got to take a step back for a minute from dating. You have to um, take a breather. It's important to, to know yourself well enough to know when you have met your limit. And there are so many people that I work with that met their limit like months ago and just pushed through. But the truth of the matter is, is that if you push through that limit, you are showing up to that date, not yourself. To be honest, it's also possible that you're showing up to that date um, looking for something wrong, looking for those red flags because your experiences have been so negative that you have allowed yourself to adopt this, this mentality of, well, every person that I meet is going to try to, you know, screw me over. So let me really hone in on the things that are wrong with this person so that I can, you know, validate for myself that I was right. Now, I'm not saying that every person is consciously thinking that because that's more so of like a subconscious program that's running in the background. But again, you know, really being aware of when you've reached your limit and just taking a step back, taking a breather. Think about it with work, right? You you reach your your max when it comes to stress levels with work. So what do you need? You need a vacation. You need a break. You need that weekend so that you can recuperate and recharge. And the same thing goes with dating. Sometimes you just need a vacation from dating so that you can kind of recharge and get yourself back together, reground yourself, and put yourself back out there. So what are some of the possible reasons for why your mindset is keeping you single. And the first thing that I talk about with my clients is limiting beliefs and self-sabotage, right? That negative self-talk. Our internal dialogue shapes our self 
perception. Perception. So if you constantly are criticizing yourself, if you doubt yourself, your self-worth, you believe that you're undeserving of love, these limiting beliefs can manifest in your dating life, you know, so recognizing these patterns and challenging them with positive affirmations and self-compassion is incredibly important. But a lot of that also comes because of a fear of rejection, right? The fear of rejection can hinder your ability to put yourself out there and, and pursue romantic connections. And it's important to remember that rejection is a natural part of dating. That doesn't define your worth. That doesn't mean that there is something wrong with you. I view rejection in dating as like a saving grace, right? Because you are saving yourself a lot of time and a lot of effort and a lot of energy trying to get this person to love you, to accept you, to want you, to validate you, when in reality, they probably never will. And that's called compatibility, right? Sometimes you are just not compatible with somebody. So instead of framing it in your mind, like, oh, I was rejected or this person didn't want me, rephrase it and say, we just weren't compatible or it didn't work and that's okay. You know, if you allow yourself to feed those negative thoughts, those thoughts are going to get bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And before you know it, it's going to be the only voice inside of your head, which is really going to make dating challenging. So embrace a growth mindset you know viewing rejection as an opportunity for growth and learning the second thing here is just unrealistic expectations and idea um idealizations right so i guess the best way of like describing this is like uh how would i say it uh let's call it a prince charming syndrome right um, Disney don't come for me. This also is not like an actual diagnosis in the DSM-4 or the DSM-5. So don't think that I'm actually like, oh, there's a, there's a mental disorder out there called the Prince Charming Syndrome. No, that's, that's not what this is. We're just calling it the Prince Charming Syndrome. And let me explain. Fantasizing and finding the perfect partner who meets all of your expectations um, can set you up for disappointment right? And a lot of missed opportunities. So be open to different types of people and embrace like the fact that there are diverse connections out there, you know, focus on building a genuine connection with someone rather than seeking perfection. I don't know about you, but I haven't had a single client come to me and tell me that they were retrieving water from a well in the middle of the forest, singing to birds and deers, and some random dude on a white horse came careening through the forest singing a love song. I mean, if you've had that, congratulations. That's amazing. Um, tell me about it because <laughs> I really want to know what that experience was like. But, you know, I think we have to be realistic here. I love the the idea of these these romantic movies and how Hollywood paints what romance should look 
like because at the end of the day, those storylines and those scripts come from a person's imagination and their mind and what they would ideally want to see in their life in regards to romance. But the truth of the matter is, is that it's not really realistic, right? Maybe for some people, you had an incredible love story, but at the end of the day, for a majority of us out there, life doesn't work that way. It's not a fairy tale. It's not a Disney movie. It's not any of these types of things. So having to kind of check ourselves and bring us back down to reality. And because of that, we fall into this, this habit of comparing things, right? So constantly comparing yourself to, to others um, or like idolized versions of relationships can really hinder your own self-esteem and dating success, right? Embrace your unique qualities and understand that everyone's journey is different. Celebrate your own achievements and progress instead of measuring yourself against others. And this rings very true for me because, you know, I I do that a lot to be 100% transparent and honest with you and authentic because at the end of the day, that's what this is all about. I do that a lot. Um, doctors make the worst patients, right? Let's just put it that way. So there are many times where like I compare myself to other people and I'm like, ah, oh, you know, how how they attain such a level of success? What am I doing wrong? What mistakes am I making? And I probably drive, and I've, <laughs> I've said this so many times on my, uh, on my episodes where I probably drive uh, George crazy because even even before we started filming today, we were talking about uh, social media strategy, and I was like, "What am I doing wrong? Why am I stuck at you know blah 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 views and da 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 da?" But the truth of the matter is, is that, and he reminds me of this all the time. It's about consistency, and just chugging away, and not focusing on those things. So thank you, George. I appreciate you doing that for me. He's like my little, well, not little. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> he's he's my my ray of sunshine in a pocket. Let's just put it that way. So I'll come in here and I'll be like, oh God, I'm just I don't I don't know. And he's like, you'll be fine. You'll be great. Um. Anyways, George is great. So the third thing here is scarcity and well, a scarcity mindset and an abundance mindset, right? And the differences between those two. So essentially, a scarcity mindset is believing that there are limited opportunities for love um, or that there's a lack of compatible partners that are out there. And that can create a, a level of, of neediness and clinginess because when you find somebody that you feel like you connect to more so than anybody else, you you latch on super, super tight. So shift your mindset to more of an abundance mindset, right? Recognizing that there are plenty of potential partners out there and that you deserve love and happiness. But but a lot of the clients that I work with that that lack the the abundance mindset is because there is a a fear of being vulnerable, right? And I've said this many times in the episode in my episodes is I think the secret pandemic within the queer community is is vulnerability and the ability to really kind of show up 
authentically and yourself without the fear of judgment or rejection or the need for validation. And, and you know, that really creates an environment in which there really isn't much substance that's holding relationships together. Because if you're showing up and you're wearing a mask and you're pretending to be somebody that you're not, you can only hold up that, that, you know, character for so long before the mask slips. And then when that mask slips, it's like trying to navigate a whole new relationship with a different person. So vulnerability is, is essential it's an, it's a key part of this right so opening yourself up to vulnerability is is so important to building an intimate connection but you know there's always this fear of getting hurt and being rejected that can cause you to close up emotionally and look i understand it i get it growing up queer we are faced with a lot of adversity we're faced with a lot of, of rejection and criticism and judgment and discrimination and marginalization. So to just sit here and say, just be open, I think is not fair. Granted, I am saying that vulnerability is the key here, but there are steps that we have to take in order to get you comfortable enough to open up and to be vulnerable. Right. And that's what I do with my clients. That's that's what I work on with clients all the time is really embracing authenticity and aligning yourself and and putting yourself out there just enough that you start to realize and recognize that you don't need somebody else's acceptance to feel good about yourself. So if this is something that you struggle with, reach out to me. It's also important that you practice self-compassion, right? set healthy boundaries and and gradually allow yourself to be vulnerable and do it in a safe and trusting space with somebody that you are are familiar with that's one of the first steps the fourth thing here is a lack of self-confidence and and self-worth right that can be affecting your mindset and your ability to to really lock down a long-term healthy relationship and when it comes to building confidence, it is it's key in attracting and maintaining a healthy relationship, right? When you meet somebody who's very confident, it's sexy. Now, there's a difference between confidence and cocky, right? Um, there's a fine line there. But when you meet somebody who is confident, somebody who really knows themselves, who's really secure and who they are, is aligned, is authentic, it's it's intoxicating, right? It's exhilarating because there's almost a rarity of that when you're when you're dating. So focus on your self-care. Engage in activities that bring you joy and fulfillment and surround yourself with supportive friends and and a community. Celebrate your strengths and achievements and remember that confidence is it's an ongoing journey, right? It's not something that you just attain and then you have it forever. You have to keep working at it. And when you do that, it enhances your self-worth, right? It shouldn't be your self-worth shouldn't be dependent on external validation or or trying to find a partner or somebody who will continually validate you. If that's how you're approaching it, we should probably have a conversation as to why that is the approach, right? There's deeper questions that need to be asked here. But if you're wanting to start to work on your self-esteem and become more confident, prioritize self-love, embrace your unique qualities, and nurture your own 
personal growth and happiness. You know, understand that you deserve love and respect, both from yourself and from potential partners. You know, I think really allowing yourself to embrace that concept is important. So take a minute and reflect on that and think about that for a little bit. So the question then becomes how do you shift your mindset? And look, let's be real. That's a journey. And that's not something that I'm going to be able to fully answer for you in one podcast episode, but I can give you some recommendations to start, right? So the first thing is self-reflection and awareness. Take time to, to reflect on your beliefs and your thought patterns and behaviors that are keeping you single. And how do you do that? Keep a journal. Talk to a coach, right? Work through some of these issues so you can start to regain that sense of, of, of self-worth. It helps you gain deeper insights. It helps you to be a little bit more objective and focus on the areas in which you need to grow. You know, practicing mindfulness and, and paying attention to your thoughts and your emotions is going to be very, very important. Presence, being present. Notice notice any negative self-talk or limiting beliefs that come up and consciously challenge yourself and try to reframe them. The second thing is allowing yourself to embrace growth, you know, commit to personal growth and self-improvement. It's one thing to say, oh, I want to grow as a person or I want to develop and I want to do this. It's another thing to actually actively do it every single day. And that's really where the challenge comes in, right? Being consistent with it, sticking to it. You know, it's like it's like having a diet. You you are really good for like a couple of weeks and then you see somebody eating a cake and you're like, "Oh, I really want the cake." So, self-growth and development is very similar, but that doesn't mean that you have to take away things that bring you joy. It just means that you need to prioritize doing things that bring you joy and challenging old programs that have been running in your mind for an extended period of time so that you can reframe it into more of a positive one. So engage in activities that are outside of your comfort zone. Try to develop new skills. All of these things help to build confidence. So acquire new hobbies. Try joining a a support group or try to join a a sports league, Uh, listen to podcasts or read books on self-help and self-esteem, do things that you usually would not do in order to, to get you on the right road. The other part of this is self-compassion, right? Practicing self-compassion and focusing on self-care. I think being compassionate with yourself is one of the hardest things to do, right? Treating yourself with the same care and understanding you would offer to a close friend. And I say to my clients all the time, would you talk to your best friend the way that you talk to yourself? And 99% of the time, the answer is no. So why do you do it to yourself? Instead of, of harping on yourself and making yourself feel like shit all the time, Try to focus on your strengths, celebrate your achievements, forgive yourself for any shortcomings you may have or any mistakes that you've made. Um, Work on self-care practices, right? Mind, body, and soul. So what does that look like? Exercise, maintaining a healthy diet, getting good sleep, um, 
practicing relaxation techniques, meditation, all of these things will really help to get you where you need to go. And I know, look, for a lot of people, it's like, ugh, ugh, I don't want to have to do all of that stuff. Like, that's too much work. And look, that's your choice. That's your decision. But what I can tell you is that it does work if you try it. Um, the last thing here is create an authentic dating strategy. Be clear about your values and needs and desires in a romantic relationship, right? Developing a dating strategy that aligns with your authentic self and your relationship goals is what's going to get you where you want to be. But that requires setting boundaries, communicating those needs and those expectations, um, approaching dates like it's a process of discovery, right? Focusing on being present when you're on a date so that you can actually connect to that person instead of sitting there and going through the list of things that you need and you want and they aren't, you know, achieving for you. That's not going to help you. So understand that dating isn't just about finding the person who's going to serve you best. Dating is about finding somebody who you connect to and are willing to share a life together and are willing to build something together, which is also going to require you to make some compromises and to open your mind to different possibilities instead of this kind of narrative that you've created in your mind. I hope you guys found that to be helpful. I hope you found it educational. Um, please make sure you answer the poll at the end of the podcast. I like to ask a series of questions just to kind of get to, to know you guys and, and what you find important and if you've ever had these experiences before. If you need help, if you feel like you need to book a coaching session because you, you really want to get out of this single lifestyle, I am more than happy to support you and help you. I will provide you with all the information that you need in the bio of either the podcast, in the YouTube uh, description, all of those things. I hope you guys are having an amazing day. Um, and yeah, thanks for sitting down and having a chat with me. So I will see you in the next episode.